Hey, welcome to the Guy Watch Podcast. This is Phil Gothier again, and I hope you have had a wonderful week since the last time we talked. I am so fortunate today to be able to bring to you uh, a young guy that I've known for quite some time. His name is Hezekiah Applegate. He goes by H, and I've had the opportunity to watch this kid uh, grow from high school all the way up into college now. Uh, He was able to go to college and play football. And that's one of the things that we kind of talked a lot about is, is that transition and what it's like being a college athlete. So I hope that you guys enjoy uh, Hezekiah. Hezekiah, how are you today? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right, buddy. So nice to see you. It's been a little while. I yes, mean, it has been. It's been a year plus. So, yeah, about yeah, <laughs> something like that. So well, I'm glad that you took the time to kind of hang out with me and share some stuff. I mean, it, you know, it's been neat to see you kind of grow and, and evolve, getting into your adultness. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so I guess a little a little background. You were in my high school youth group right yeah we went to the same high school oh yeah i barely passed and you excelled (laughs) but uh no i think that and i i think that that's one of the reasons why one of the reasons i wanted to have you on was i think as as a youth you were uh pretty well-rounded you know Mm -hmm. i i think probably never said this to you but man I, i i thought it was a really really neat and I really admired the way that you weren't just a one-trick pony I mean for for some of the guys that know you or, you know uh, you were football athlete that dominated a lot of a lot of your high school career I know that you were on the television a lot I know one of the <laughs> things that one of the things that I always liked watching was the highlights because nobody could ever say Hezekiah. They'd always go, Applegate. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, so what, I mean, what, what was your high school? You had some ac- accomplishments in football, right? Yep. So in my football career there, in my senior year, uh, I, had, I was an All-State. So I was that for 4A, and I was also elite All-State, and that's when they combine all the classes together, and it's, they take the best of the best in the state, and I was fortunate enough to be able to get that. I was an awesome honor. And then uh, my best game was against Urbandale. I had 20 tackles, and I had eight tackles for loss that game. So that was a fun – It was senior, senior year was a very fun year for me. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that that's – you know, high school has changed in a lot of ways since I was there. But not in a lot of ways, too. And, you know, oh, I yeah, just, like things will always stay the same in high school. Like. Yeah, you know, and especially since we went, you know, we both graduated from Johnston, you know, a, a small town in Johnston, Iowa, yeah. uh, right north of Des Moines. And, uh, you know, the, when I was there, a lot of the football players, that's football. You yeah, know, that, just, and that's what it was. But, it, it, you know, you always had social commitments and you always did those things. But you also had a way of living out your faith in those things knowing that you're usually going to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, as far as I know, I mean, I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You were a <laughs> high school kid. But, you know, overall, I mean, you made great decisions. You did good things. You, you, were, you were a good kid, yeah. right? And so you got out of high school, and then next thing I know, you're telling me, hey, I'm going to go to all these Division One schools <laughs> and go to tryouts. And, you know, 
it was that was kind of neat. I, you know, it's not every day that you see guys that are getting scouted for for D one. Yeah, that was that was a way different experience. It was good and bad. But what was it like, man? Uh, it's just it's a, it's a game. It really is though, because you're trying to figure out if the school like kind of wants you, how much how much they want you. You're also trying to play the game with like scholarship money. You know, it's like this school offered me this much, how much will you give me? Like, and you don't want to sound like that though, like gimme, 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 but every guy's trying to get the most money for college, you know, because it's, it's expensive. And that was, that was for me, that was my one way to college was I didn't, well, I wasn't fortunate enough to have a lot of money to go to college, so it was going to be football or nothing kind of thing. So put a lot of work into that. I was trying to work my angles to see if coaches can give me the most amount of money I can get to play and um, help you get your education. Yep. So especially that, because just everyone tells you how how much f farther you can go in the world just with the college degree. So that was yeah. definitely one round I wanted to chase. Well, neat, man. And so you eventually settled in at UNI. Yep. Not University a, not, of not a Division Iowa. One school. What is? What are they? What Division they One Double A. Division One Double A. Okay. Yep. So like the big difference I've seen with that though is like the talent wise, it's about the same. Talent's about the same for the first string kind of thing. But then when you kind of go to the second string for the Division One AA, it drops a little bit. The big part of that though is because Division One FBS, like Iowa, Iowa State, even like Alabama, like that's are all in the same league. They can give out, I believe it's like 85 full scholarships mm -hmm. and it's all or nothing. So they have to give a full or nothing. And then Division One AA, they only can give out like 65, something like that. But they're able to break it up though. Like I'm on 75% at UNI. Some okay. guys are in fold, guys that start, and you know, some people who come in, they're a little bit lower, but they can earn. That's nice, so as you go, progress, you can earn bigger and bigger scholarships. The more playing time you get, the more potential they see in you and stuff like that. Nice. When you were a little bit younger, you were pretty active in the church, pretty active in your faith. What was it like to stay involved in sports and you know, all of these extracurricular things that you're doing and yet still maintain your faith. Well, one big thing, well, especially through high school, I I loved youth group. I just, that was just one thing. Some people, you know, like how some people, it's hard to find a church. Sometimes it's hard for youth to find a youth group that they like. I fell in love with the junkyard. I loved it, even though the beginning was kind of hard back in sixth grade because I went to Johnston and junkyard's based in Ankeny, so there were some kids, you know, I didn't know. But as the years went on, I've made some probably some of my best friends here. Yeah. And yeah, friendships for life through this youth group. And But one big thing I always made sure was to, like football, I understood, like, you know, during the football season, I was at practice and stuff like that. But then I always made sure the next thing I would do was for the youth group. Like one year, the summer before my senior year, uh, the football team goes on the football camp every year. They go to Central and Pella, and then we go there for about three or four days and we face other schools, you know. It's kind of an idea to get, the coach can get an idea who's gonna be starting and stuff like that. And instead of going to that, I went to Rocky Mountain High. So I missed that, but I knew that I wanted to, I knew with football, football will be there, but Rocky Mountain High is every three years. And I'm like, that's not gonna be there. That's your high school opportunity. Yeah, that's my opportunity, so. I, want, I knew with that, and I was fortunate enough to know I was probably, I knew I was probably going to start too. So I was very fortunate with that. So that also made my decision easier. But there's a lot of things where I do, I would always try to do stuff. Like during the football season, I always, I do the full length of practice and I'd stay after a couple practices a week. But on Wednesdays, once practice was done, I was out of there. 
booking it up here to get to help with interning ready with the to, six, seven, and eight. Ready nine. to crack open that Bible. And <laughs> you have to get up here, but then like well, I was fortunate enough. I also did uh, I did throwing. I also did, did throwing. Like shot put, right? Shot put and discus. Okay. So in the spring, I was very fortunate enough. The coaches, I talked to them because I was, especially during senior year, I was taking DMAT classes up here. The community college. Yep. So I didn't want for like half days, but I didn't want to go, you know, go to school to DMAC, back down to Johnson to practice for track, and then come back up to Ankeny for that because just I knew money wise that was really expensive. Driving, driving back, all back and that. forth four times. Yeah. So I asked my coach, like, hey, is it possible I can just miss Wednesday practices? I will stay later at other practices during the week and doing stuff like that. And like, I'll go to the lake and throw some rocks and <laughs> work on my yeah. arm. So they were very. They were awesome with that. They were very flexible with me and that. So during the spring and the, the, you know, during the spring part, I was very, I was able to come up and commit my time up here, and they was, I was still able to do track though too. That's so. nice. So at least you you let them know what what you needed, and they were and they were accepting of that. And it was, and but if they weren't accepting of that, I was gonna quit track. Really? Uh, yep. I was because I was like, I love interning. I want to do it. It stinks in the fall because that's when you get to know the kids. So I was only there for part of it, you know, because of practice. So I wanted to definitely make sure I was there for the second half of yeah. that. So that's why I made sure with track it would work. Or if it didn't, I was going to be coming up here instead. Nice. So, so now you've, you've graduated. You're off to college. You're doing, you're doing your thing. Um, what was that transition like? I know you had to go up there early, right? You got up there your freshman year. You were up there before everybody else because you had to practice. Right? Yep, just about a month early, beginning of August. Okay. So, so what was that? What was that transition like? I mean, because you're living at home, you're going to high school, you're doing the things you need to do, and now you're on your own. Was that was that a hard change? Uh, it wasn't necessarily a hard change, just because with high school I was very busy too. So I was you know, I was with family, but a lot of times you know I wasn't with family. I was with friends. I was with football. I was doing other things. So it wasn't too crazy. But the big thing definitely was just adjusting to college football. Just yeah. What do you mean? The speed of the game is so much faster. Like, I remember the first time I got up there to do a hit and drill. Guy said, coach said hit. Guy came off the ball way faster than I'd ever seen any other high school kid get off the ball. So it's just the speed of the game, the knowledge of the game too, just the way you'll, like, just. Because I mean, in theory, you're really playing with all the guys who are at the top level of where they came from. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. all were, yeah, they were all were pretty much yeah, all all staters from their school and stuff like that. You know, they were all, yeah, they're all very good. And you and I have a very good football program too. So we had top-notch athletes in that league too. Yeah. So. Well, and then, so what year are you up there now? Uh, I'm a sophomore or a redshirt freshman. Okay. And and I know that uh, when you initially went, they told you you weren't going to be playing for a little while, right? You had to wait for somebody to graduate or. Yep, I, and I knew I had to pay my dues. I knew that because I knew I could go to a smaller school, probably you know, probably started early. But I really wanted, you know, I wanted to play with the big boys. I wanted to play with the best. Yeah. So that's why I was like, all right, I knew I'd pay my dues. So last year, uh, yep, I redshirted. So you know, lifted before practice, went to practice, went to study table, did all that, and uh, I was very, it was very rough, tough time because it's really tough to lift for two hours and then go to practice for two hours. So. Very hard on the body and mind, but I was very glad I did because they 
got me my body ready to play at that level. But you're looking huge, dude. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Like, so, I mean, you were a big kid in high school. Yeah. You put on some size, not not a belly, but you're you're. Yeah, I was. I went in at 280, but that one's because I did actually have a little belly at that. But then I dropped down to about 260 with all the running and stuff like that, and then I gained it back. And throughout the season, freshman year, last year, I was about. 280 okay like that and then this year past year i was about 285 the whole season so really you're about the same as what you were you just changed proportions yeah proportions yeah (laughs) look traded the fat for the muscle is that it yeah that's what i need to work on (laughs) but uh so so you're in you're in school now you're paying your dues you're doing your stuff and i know that last year you weren't really expecting to play much right no i really wasn't just I thought there was other guys who were going to be ahead of me, you know, just we had a couple older guys, you know, so I, I knew. I My goal going into this past season was to be the next guy in. You know, when the next guy goes down, to be the next guy in, you know, because I didn't, I didn't believe I was going to be starting, but I knew I wanted to get on the field at least. Well, so. it, and I, that's what I thought too, and, and no one, you know, I don't, I don't follow a whole lot of you and I football, but... <laughs> You know, I'd keep an eye on it every once in a while. And next thing I know, I look all over Facebook and there's pictures of you playing. And then <laughs> next thing I know, people are posting articles that they wrote about you in a paper. And so, I mean, there was something about how many sacks you had in the first couple games. Yeah, or... I had a few tackles for loss. I was, in the beginning of the season, yeah, I was leading the team in tackles for loss, you know, up there with Carter Schultz. So, and then, I mean, that's got to be kind of a, a good feeling for you. Oh, yeah, that was a great feeling. Like, being at... Jack Trice, that was all that, that. I don't think I could have ever thought about starting my college career at a better game. Playing at Iowa Trice. State. Iowa State in front of a huge crowd. Winning, too. That was just, that's just icing on the cake for that, too. So, yeah. so that's neat. And so now you've, you've kind of settled in. What is college life like? I mean, I did not attend a four year school. I sometimes feel like I got left out a little bit, and mm-hmm. I don't always. I know what I did when I went to go visit people at four-year schools. <laughs> I, th- I think that you're probably living a little bit different of a life. But you know, is is drinking and you know things like that? Are they, I mean, is it as prevalent now? Is that a is that a thing that? Oh, that is very prevalent. Well, like, it was like some of the stuff was in high school. You know, there's always a little bit of drinking and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, in high school, I was very fortunate. I had a very good group of friends who didn't do any of that. So we had fun, but it was always clean fun. You know, so. That was, I was, that's when also made my high school career and just experience a lot more enjoyable. But yeah, when I got to college, all my buddies went to Iowa State, Iowa, National Guard, and that was the only one I, you and I. And it, yeah, it hit me square in the face. Just, wow, that is very prevalent. Just, you know, people going out on Fridays and Saturday nights are doing that. Just getting yep. blitzed. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, I spent many... Uh, I, I maybe go out, a, like last year, my first year there, I went out maybe in the first semester three or four times, ne- didn't drink, just, I went out, you know, just to see how it really was. Definitely wasn't, yeah, it's not the thing for me, so. How, how old a gay are you now? I'm 20 right You're now. You're 20 now, so, so yeah. not legally yet. Not yet, but. in five months though, so. There you go, man. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, you're around this more, I mean, is it kind of changing your perspective on things? I mean, do you see the... Well, I knew I had some friends and family who who had bad alcohol experiences you know just in drunk driving stuff and you know just people who've who've had to go to rehab and stuff like that so i knew 
I've always told myself, and I'm going to pretty much keep this promise to myself of not drinking because I've seen its ugly side. And just, I think college just emphasized that, you know, people just not being who they are, people being showing the more human nature, just how evil sometimes we can be. You know, people slip in words, people are saying things to other people that they wouldn't if they were sober or yeah. doing stuff that they wouldn't. So it's just, yeah, it's not very. I don't like it so very much. So that was my big thing was not to do that. Do that, but I'll you know, be on the football team. It's a very stressful thing. So a lot of guys would go out, you know, because it's a way to release stress. Mm-hmm. So well, they would go out and stuff. Relax a little bit. And yeah. Blow off some steam. Yeah. So, but for me, I didn't enjoy that. So I spent many Friday and Saturday nights alone in my dorm watching Netflix. <laughs> so, so with that though, what do you what do you use as like your you know, I mean, they're out blowing off steam, having a couple of drinks, and you know, maybe chasing girls around town. What are you doing to take care of your mind and you know, kind of rele- release that stress that you have? Well, for me, I'm a big movie junkie, so like mo- there are many times where I'd probably go, I watch like Netflix or TV, and then many times I'd go to the movies and just, just do it. shut the brain off. Just yeah, shut movie. the brain off for a couple hours, and it's nice too because like you and I, Tuesdays and Thursday nights, it's five dollar tickets. So two nights during the week where it's half price. So I go a couple of times, you know, just because yeah, it's an easy way to blow off steam. I'm a big, I enjoy movies. I love going to watch them too. I love movie theaters. Yeah. So that's one of my biggest ways I probably blow off steam. Nice. So, you know, that's not always what you, what you think about when you see the big football player guy, <laughs> you know, that, you know, oh, I'm going to go watch some. Netflix. You know, <laughs> some, some Netflix this evening. You guys go have fun. You guys what, have. Has it not been... I didn't really play team sports much growing up, you mm-hmm. know, and so when when I competed, I was by myself, you know, I mean, you have the people behind you, but really it needed to be, you know, you needed to believe in yourself and, you know, nobody else is going to score for you, win for you, yeah. where you play as a team. <clears throat> yeah, very. Do, do you find it hard sometimes with the, like, does your team bond over these things that they do extracurricularly or are you I kind do. of, everything is brought together on the like on the field or in in the gym type stuff well i definitely there's definitely guys who do bond over that and stuff but and just part of it too with it being such a big team you know 100 plus guys there's different subgroups of guys you know so there's some guys you know who are the real party animals you know there's some people who you know enjoy a certain you know area you know like i know a couple of guys who like mechanical stuff you know who bond over that kind of thing and there's just different, and the, the different classes too, you know, the upperclassmen usually, we like, we all hang out, but you know, I hang out, all guys I hang out with are usually within my class or, you know, grade above or grade below, you know, okay. same age kind of thing. So, but that was actually a big struggle first semester was um, because I was trying to, so, you know, guys would go out and stuff like that. So I was trying to find my group of friends, and, but I was also trying to find the Christian ones like that. So first semester with study table, I couldn't go to FCA or the football team Bible study. So I really wanted to do that, but I couldn't because of the, we have required study table where you had to go and do homework. So I went up and did SALT. You know, SALT is big at, up Iowa State, Iowa, and at UNI. It's been growing up there for the past couple of years. Now, what does SALT stand for? Uh, I can't remember what it stands for. I can't ever remember either. And I, don't think it, I don't think it's like a abbreviation, Okay. but like it's also talks about like the SALT of the earth. And like you know how you're yeah. supposed to be salt, be salt, and you know yeah. go over the earth, and that's what they're doing. It's actually, uh, so I don't actually go there anymore. But I've been a couple services and stuff. 
And they're doing a great job. They're trying to go over like all over the Midwest now. Like they start the one at UNI, the leader at UNI, uh, he's now down at Mizzou trying to start salt down there. So it's kind of cool. But first semester there, so I did salt, did all that, but just wasn't any connection with my groups. Just wasn't a lot of connect. Just like it just wasn't clicking for me. And it's just part of that's because you know they're all students there, and I was a student athlete. So there was times where they were like, "Hey, let's go hang out." I'm like, "I practice. Yeah. Hey, let's go do this." I need to sleep. So like first semester was a struggle because I was trying to find that connection or just even a place, you know, where I knew I could find people. So that was kind of hard. Then spring semester rolled around. I was able to get out of study table because I had good enough grades or at least able to, I was able to change the times. Yeah. So then I was able to go to SALT and FCA and the football team's Bible study. And that was just awesome. The FCA just... FCA is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah. And uh, but you and I, you know, uh, most places, it's open to anyone. It's open to all anyone could come, you know. But you know, it's a lot of focused on you know Christian or not Christian, Christian yes, Christian ideas, but also like sport aspect to it. So what I liked about it was a lot of people there were pretty much athletes. The only people that weren't athletes there are pretty much dating an athlete. <laughs> so. So, but that, I just fell in love with that group. Just. Uh, Leaders, uh, Ken and Land, they're a married couple that lead up, that lead the FC up there. They're awesome. They just, it was just an awesome place for me to come. And people, I made automatic connections because there was football guys there. And then I started going to the football team Bible study. It was awesome to see some guys because there is such a big team. There's some guys you necessarily maybe don't get to hang out with because you know they're like off, like probably the positions I probably associate least with is probably receivers because you know their offense and then they're on the outskirts. Yeah, just because of there. Like I know the O line. Because you're a defensive lineman, right? Yeah, I'm defensive mm -hmm. line. So it's just even just on the field, I don't associate with them. Like O line, D line. When we do drills, I go against them, so I know them. So you get to look at them. I basically. look at them. My roommate was an O lineman too, so a couple of my buddies were O line before going there. So, so it was cool to go in there and see, meeting some of, the, yeah, some of the guys who are chasing God. And that's awesome. So, and then this past fall, I was finally able. I was found my group. Of people I want to make friends with was FCA and the football Bible study and through the summer and this past fall it's been awesome I've been able to make friends through there through that group where I can call up and like hey you want to hang out yes and that's been very awesome for my Fridays and Saturday nights have been less Netflix and less movies but for a good reason <laughs> so now I know you know with you know working with high school youth group we always try to give the kids a an idea of, hey, when you go to school, you know, one of the first things you need to do is find a group of Christians or, you know, a, an organization to start getting oh, involved in. Yes. Was was it pretty accepting for you when you started to approach, you know, when you, you know, obviously you couldn't make it to, uh, you know, the FCA and, and the, the other one, but you went to SALT, you went to a couple other things. Were they all pretty open? I mean, you showed up and was it like, oh, who's this guy? Or was it, hey, welcome, everybody was happy to see you? Oh, they were very welcoming. Because I also told Ken Lynn about like, oh, I can't do it this semester, but I'm, gonna tr I'm definitely going to make it work next semester so I could come. So they, when, I was able, when I came the first night, they were like, oh, you're here, you're finally here. And so that was very awesome. And I know, told, and there was a bunch of guys who you know, invite me. There were guys, oh, you coming to FCA or come to Bible study? I'm like, I got study table, but I'm like, I'll be there next semester. Yeah. So it was cool to finally be able to, when they were saying, are you coming? And it was kind of funny, like one of the guys would be like, are you coming? And kind of walks away knowing my answer. I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. He goes, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, I got to switch my study table. I'll be there tonight. He goes, oh, awesome. That's so, neat. So there was that. So, and then all, like Saul and, and stuff are very, they were accepting too. 
So they were. It was interesting too because they don't get a lot. They don't get a lot of athletes because most go to FCA. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting for them, for for us, my group and stuff, to have an athlete with them. So, but and it's like for just advice for everyone, like you know, high school kids going to college, just what people call it, like church shopping. You know, they have you know, they have a, quite a few like up there. There's like basic, the salt, uh, oh yeah, salt. Uh, I think there's one called like the river. There's another one that's held through Perry Lakes. It's like for the first like month or so, you know, go to each one, you know, go to each one, see which one you like. Because like some are bigger, some are smaller. Like Saul is like 400 people. And like basic, I think it's, a little, it's like about half that. So, you know, you like the bigger one, you know, you come from a big city, you like being around a lot of people. That'd be a good one to go to. Or you like the, the well, being, being kind of settling in in the back, you know. Yeah. Know. Oh yeah, that too. Or yeah, if you're near a small city or you're from a small town and you want, you know, a lot of people intimidates you. That's a good one too. You know, you go to some. There's all different sizes and different ways they you teach. You can find too. you can find something. Oh yeah, you can find something. It's just you gotta put the effort to find it. And that was my thing. I went right away. I went to Saul. I went to Basic. I think that was the only two I went to because I I liked Salt right off the bat. So I went to that, but wasn't the click wasn't the one that clicked with me. But I was I did learn a lot of stuff with my group and going through that for the first semester. Nice. So now you've settled in. I know that, uh, you know, the other thing that always comes up with, with uh, you know, younger, younger guys is uh, relationships. Now, I know that in high school, you chose to not really pursue relationships, I, a, a dating Yep, yeah, and well, when the way I was raised too, many people, you know, just date to be social or date for something like this. I, the way I was raised is you date to marry. Yeah. So... Uh, I did, I had two dating relationships in high school. I had one, uh, it was mid my junior year and I had one late my senior year and it's just, it was, they were very good. It was good, but was, the thing with the last you relationship didn't, didn't was, wife them up. no, the last one too was she was a year younger than me and she was, uh, she, she was way smart. So she was, I knew she wasn't going to probably come to you and I, so I knew that would be really hard. And also with me, with my football schedule, I knew that was going to be really hard. So. It was hard to um, do, cut ties like that, but I knew it was probably for the best, though. So, so what, what, how are you? How are you feeling about it now? I mean, are you are you pursuing relationships? Are you looking? Are you in in the middle of one or just? I am not in busy? the middle of one. I'm not pursuing anyone, but I'm just. What is awesome about FCA though is it's guys and girls, so it's a great time to, to where I can meet very. Christian girls and ladies who are pursuing Christ, who are—it's like, yeah. So you're, I don't want to meet my wife at the bar. I want to meet her at FCA. I want to meet her at church. I want to meet her at like a small group. Yeah. Cause so I know right off the bat she's a Christian. And that's something I was raised too. But with, I can't remember the passage, but it's just you don't want to be uh, yoked with a non-Christian. And so I, right I off think- the bat, it's like kind of like. Well, it's, it's hard, you know. I've ever like you see a, like a cute girl somewhere, like you know, out. In the halls or something like that, I'm really hesitant to actually kind of you know think continue on that because it's like I don't want to think anything because if she's not a Christian, she's off the table. Yeah. You so know, you could you could do the knock on the door. <laughs> you know, do you know Jesus Christ? <laughs> Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. <laughs> um, no, I mean I I think that that's admirable. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. that you are so committed to that and and in your faith, it's you know it's not often that you see young kids that you know you're not a young kid anymore but you know even from a young age that uh 
stick so strongly to their convictions. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that all too often, me, me, as well. You know, sometimes you know things get in the way, and we we get in the way of ourselves, and we you know we wreck those things that we want. And for yeah. you to just say, hey, here's what I'm doing, and here's who I am, and and know yourself so well, I think that I don't think there's a lot of kids that that do that as well yeah. as you. But do. it was very different, especially this year when I started playing. There were times where girl, girl, like there was girls I didn't think ever would talk to me, talk to me. So there was many different temptations there. Yeah. Many ones that I didn't think I'd have, but that were there and very prevalent. So that was that was kind of difficult. Just as like, wow, it's I didn't think this would ever happen, and this is actually kind like, of happening. Pretty girls are talking to me. Yeah. So <laughs> so that was very like tempting not to pursue those and stuff, even that because I, again I knew I'm. I can do anything, but it was hard not to pursue them because not knowing where their heart is. Yeah. You've got this great base that you're working off of. And, and I know, you know, when I played athletics growing up, you mm-hmm. know, I, I wrestled and played rugby and oh, yeah. played a couple of years of football, but those weren't really my things. And, you know, I think you know that, you know, I, I did martial arts when I was young. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I got into uh, mixed martial arts fighting and fought until I was in my mid-twenties. And, you know, I, I know that one of the other things that we really dealt a lot with was uh, performance enhancing and different things like that. And I know that that seems to be a, you know, a, a major, you know, when you're competing with somebody and you're doing these things. Oh, yeah, you're always you want to look for the edge. You're always looking for the edge. I mean, and, always and I, I think that. that some people don't don't always acknowledge that that's happening is that something i mean i remember even in high school there was guys that would that were unnaturally huge for high school kids <laughs> you know five five four and arms as big as their heads but uh what uh what is that like i mean i didn't see a whole lot of that in high school yeah but in college it's very different uh maybe not necessarily sports enhancement drugs but definitely you know the protein the pre-workout you know just oh, i don't count those yeah the stuff like that <laughs> but i again i don't I haven't seen a lot of that, but again, guys who do it, that, do, that probably, would do it, hide it very well. And they probably aren't gonna let you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean, so. so you know, yeah. just, they're very. So that's not a cultural thing. I mean, see, you know, me being kind of. And again, part of it's probably is who you probably hang, there's probably a group of guys who probably do do it and they know who does it, because it's like, you know, they do it and they see the signs. Yeah. I don't do it, so I don't necessarily see the signs. Yeah. So. You know, and, and I think that, um, you know, having having uh, my idea of what a college football player is is somewhat limited. You know, I enjoy going to watch a college football game, but I mean, when I think of what my idea is of a college football player, it doesn't always have what you are. You know what I mean? I think oh, yeah. of the kind of meathead that, you know, just carouses and, and I play football, I'm, you know, and, oh, yeah. you know, barely getting through school, has these things. And now you're telling me, you know, you you have your morals, you have your standards, you're <laughs> excelling at study table, you're, you know, you're going and, and living a Christian life. And, you know, I think that that's something that's, that a lot of people can look at and, and say, hey, I'm, this guy's really doing something different. Do yep. you, do you notice that in, 
in your team, there's people who wonder why you do what you do. I mean, are, are you able to use that? As, yep. Uh, as there, a, there were some guys at the very beginning, you know, when we started doing like freshmen, you know, a lot of times, you know, when the team, the red shirts, you know, would stay home or stay at the school when the team went for an away game. So there was any times for that, you know, they go out and kind of think, hey, why don't you go out? It's like, uh, it's not my thing. I don't drink kind of thing like that. Like I'm into Netflix. Yeah. I was like, I'm in the middle of a good series right now. I got to keep watching. I'm in the middle of a binge. Not the kind of binge you're thinking of. Yeah. Netflix binge. <laughs> so there was like a little bit of that. So it was to do that. So they weren't going to question it, but they respected me for that. So they were, they were very, that's what I was very surprised about was how kind of accepting they were about yeah. it. When I did say it, it's like, no, it's not my thing. I don't want to do that. I was surprised how accepting it was. And they always joke, you know, like, hey, you want to, like, I'll be, you know, we'll hang out some house. Like, I was there up the last summer and we'll be hanging out after a workout. It's like, hey, you want a beer? And they'll joke, they'll jokingly ask, you know, kind of thing. But they know I'm going to say no. So it was, yeah, that was very surprising how accepting they were of it. Because I've heard, you know, I've heard stories it's through just, other athletes, how at other schools and stuff, how like, they get, some pressure. players get like shunned or like, you know, they lose respect for not drinking. Huh. So. But that hasn't been your experience at all, huh? No, and I was also able to find some guys who, do, who don't do that either, which is awesome that don't go out and party and everything like that. So it's awesome to see those guys because they were kind of my light in the darkness because when I saw, you know, all this stuff first, I'm like, man, this is going to be rough. You know, just how, how being, the, being, the, 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 four, being the lone wolf in the sea of just testosterone and just... Wanting, you know, just because it's such a culture, it's a community, the football guys, you know, because we're big enough to be a, a community, a cult almost. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then seeing other guys and going to, to the Bible study, seeing those guys who are the light and stuff like that, it's awesome to see that you're not alone. I wasn't alone. Yeah. So, now what are you studying? I mean, obviously, you got, you got an education you're working towards too. Yep. I am majoring in criminology and then minoring in religion. Okay, so what are your, what are you gonna do with that once you get out? If you think, well, I have a lot of, uh, I plan just ideas. I want to go into the kind of you know, criminal justice field like that. I don't want to be a correctional officer. I don't want to be a judge. I want to be like a law enforcement. I'm looking towards the federal level, and it's like if I had to kind of pick a goal right now, just yeah. like you know something to put you know on my whiteboard and work towards, it'd be FBI SWAT, just to be I. Big passion. I want to go into that. It's just because I see the world is such an evil place and everything. I just wanted to try to bring some good to the world, try to bring justice to the world, try to help those who can't defend themselves. And just as a person who has, who was gifted with ability, just athletic ability, and who is willing to maybe jump in front of the bullet and stuff like that, I think it's kind of a duty call to do that. But I think it'd be very kind of fulfilling. Yes, very fulfilling to do. So I think that's kind of neat too. So what are you thinking about? Uh, you know, are there any aspirations for pro football? Yes, there definitely will be. There definitely will be. But I'm way out there. I'm no. like, I still got three more seasons to you build can't up. Even my think that yeah, ahead. I can't even. Let's, let's, I, I'll let's, work for that, but I definitely. That's not like you know. I'm making the NFL. I'm being real. Like, there's a statistic about how one percent of high school athletes. Will make will get scholarships to play college football, and then one percent of those athletes will make it pro. So Man. it's very very small. So I definitely will work for it, you know, because I want to do my best. I want to bring as much glory to God and also to the UNI program and stuff like that. But that is not my ultimate goal. 
but fortunate with me, my uh, position coach, Coach Pop, he's a very honest man. He's a very great leader, great role model. When the time kind of comes, you know, after my first next two seasons kind of thing, you know, you know, I can kind of start looking into that. I'll, I'll probably ask him and be like, hey, do you think it's worth my time? Because I'm going to graduate. I plan to graduate December of my fifth year. And I don't want to, I don't want to say it's bad. But I don't want to waste my time going to the NFL when I don't think where there was no chance of me making it when I could be training for, you know, going to the SWAT, going to, you know, the police academy, something Some like that. Some kind of law enforcement. Yeah, program. like getting that kind of training in. So doing that stuff. So I'll have a talk with him and then I'll talk to other guys and stuff. You know, it's like, do you think I stand it? I have a chance or not? Because if, if they do, I'll, if they think I do, I know guys I'll ask, you know, they've been in the level. They, they all ask, you know, ex-players. We have a couple guys who are going to probably go. Like we have David Johnson. From you and I, and then there's a defensive lineman named Carter Schultz. He's graduate. He just graduated this year. He's he's right now uh, training for the draft. So I know if he makes it, that's something I'll ask. You know, years to come. I'm good friends with him now. So years come by, my time kind of comes up. I'll ask him if he thinks I have the talent, kind of thing. And I know him and Coach Pop will be honest with me because I. I don't want to waste the opportunity, but I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. Well, I think that that's neat that you have people around you that you can get an honest answer from. Oh, you yeah. know, far too often, I think we, you know, people want to kind of blow smoke at us and tell us, oh, yeah, you're great. You're going to do it. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. to be able to honestly believe that, hey, these guys are going to give me an honest representation of where I'm at, yep. you know, because I think, well, I think in, in my life, I've noticed that sometimes I'll get down on myself because I I give myself a pretty honest evaluation of myself and I imagine you probably do oh, too. Oh, I do too. I'm so, yeah, But I always, I always see the things that I need to work on more. Oh, yeah, you know, I always see so, the flaws rather than the pros, you know, definitely. Will, will I be able to make it? If you ask me, maybe people around me will say, yeah, he could do something, but I'll be like, I don't know. I'll, I'll try. You yeah, know? That's, yeah, and that's one thing too because I feel like, yeah, I feel like that might happen to me where it's like I do have potential but you know I watch the film and I just see all the flaws and I'd be like nah I'm not NFL worthy kind of thing well you know and it's funny for me because you know like when I was when I was fighting um I trained at a gym and there was quite a few high level pro fighters that came out of there and you know we we did a lot together and one of the things I I could not get my my coach to get me a fight and I, he would never give me a good reason. He'd always just say, you're not ready. And I, I never, like, I've been here training for years, and I need a fight. Like, I, you know, it's, <laughs> I've been training and training, and I'm never getting an opportunity. And it turned out I ended up leaving and going to a different gym. And, you know, I, in, in that field, it's like you leaving your team and going and joining the competitors team you know your gym is your people you know and and Mm -hmm. you you fight the other gym you know and it's you know that's just it's like a little family and so when you leave it breaks a lot of trust and i i needed to do something different so i went to a different gym and i got there and i ran into the same roadblocks they were like oh you're not ready and i'm i'm doing great at practice i'm doing good i'm thinking you know like i'm pretty good i can evaluate myself pretty honestly and i'm like what what is going on and I, I ended up kind of finally stepping back and I you know I was talking to this guy and I said why can't I get a fight and he told me oh you just don't have the mentality 
Well, because you would talk to these guys and they would, you know, I'm sure if you ever watch, you know, a, a fight of any variety, boxing, UFC, you know, any of these things, you see the guy that they're going to interview him, right? And he's like, I'm the baddest guy that ever walked the face of the earth and I'm going to destroy him and I'm going to do these things. And they would talk to me and I'd be like, I'm going to go do my best. I'm training hard. I'm going to do, I'm going to do all I can do. And they didn't like that. You know, they didn't see that killer instinct and maybe I don't have it. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't, I didn't have the, there is a mentality and a skill level and dedication that the guys who make it to, you know, when you're going to watch pay-per-view, some of those guys, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to train with some of those guys. And, they have a different mindset and a yeah. different mentality that I did not have. And that's something actually I'm trying to work on with football to get that, just, you know, the, the, the killer instinct. I'm actually going to try to take some boxing classes up at Cedar Falls and, you know, some kickboxing and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm trying to get, because I definitely see that mentality. The mentality I see is, I see it way more than like boxing and like MMA fighters, that kind of like killer instinct over like, I bet some football players do, but it's just when you watch the interview. Yeah, when you watch the interviews, the interviews are so much more different from oh, yeah. a football player compared to an MMA fighter. But part of it, you know, again, they're MMA fighter. It's all him, all that. You know, NFL guy. He's got to have a good team to back him up too, kind of thing. Yeah. But it's just, I just want to get that instinct too, just that that edge of aggression. Too. Well, you know what? And there's no, you know, the when you stand across from another guy whose goal is to punch you in the face. <laughs> There's no, there's no easier way to learn to punch somebody in the face than to have them want to do it to you. Oh yeah, you know, and 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 it's funny because I met a lot of people who were like, oh, I can't believe you could do that to somebody, you know, and they think that there's this aggression or this. I mean, it is aggressive, but if you know, one of the things that you learn really quickly is that you can't ever fight out of anger. You know, if you're mad and you fight, you're going to lose because your judgment is clouded. You're not making good decisions. You you lose all form and structure in your, oh, yeah. in your athletic ability. Um, you know, I mean, the, the strength and the, the you know, charging like a bull will get you so far. But yeah. you're not going to you're not going to. Yeah, it really loses more at, times than it wins. It does. And so, you know, that that idea of this is a competition, you know, this is no different than an archery contest, you know, or, you know, something that doesn't even have contact because you used your skills and you honed this specific set of skills to compete at it. And so did the guy across from you, you know? And so it's, it's not, there's no anger. There's no malice behind what you do, you know, but you know, obviously, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different mindset that you kind of have to step into. And, you know, I think that a lot of times that when you see those interviews of the guys saying how, you know, how tough they are and how, how much they're going to damage the guy across from him, I think a lot of that is uh, mental. You know, I think, oh, that, yeah. I think that they want to convince themselves of this too because a lot of it is a, is a mind game. You oh, know, yeah. and I'm sure football is too. But, you know, for me, I remember you stand across that, that ring and you look at another guy and you stare into his eyes and you can almost tell what's going to happen. I remember I remember I took this fight one time and uh, I, I came in at uh, 205 mm. and I showed up and the guy didn't lose any weight. He weighed like 240 something, 250 something, you know, and I was like, well, and then, you know, they gave me the option. They said, you can you cannot fight if you want or you can fight. You make the decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, and. 
you know, my wife at the time was my girlfriend. She was there. I had a bunch of guys from work there. My brother was there, you know, and I was like, I'm going to fight. Give him a show. I'm going to fight. <laughs> and so I did it. And, uh, man, that guy, he way, I mean, he was so much bigger than I was. And, and it was, it was funny cause he was a wrestler and, oh. and he came and, um, you know, just, just let me have it. And I ended up, I ended up winning, but I didn't even know how, how, you know? And, and yeah, it was funny because it, it, for me, like it almost got instinct, you know, it was instinctual, but I, I stood across in the, you know, at the beginning, you stand oh, yeah. there and you wait for him to ring the bell to go. And I'm standing there and, and I walk in and, you know, it, it's probably like game time for you is probably different than training time. You know, training time, I'm working on it. I'm doing that. When it was time to go, it was time to go. And, I, you know, I have, a, you know, there's just a focus that you can get. Oh, yeah. And so I'm standing there and I'm focused and I'm staring at this guy in the eyes and I'm like, this is going to happen. And then the guy stared back at me in a way that nobody else ever has. And I went, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so then it, then it went on. But, uh yeah, it was it was definitely interesting, and you know, just the fact that he was so much bigger than I was, and I was tired, and you know, from losing weight and, and doing. Oh all yeah, that and stuff. he's just over there, you know. He's just, over there, just had himself a big pasta dinner. Yeah, getting all the cars ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, just that that mentality when you first get there, just the, you know, that focus that you can have, and and is the like when i talk about the kind of the mind game of it you know to being mentally strong you do you do you notice that in your in yours too is there times where you know i mean because you guys you line up you go really strong for what what's a play 30 seconds 20 seconds Not even like the actual play i believe it's seven seconds okay and so you mean you going hard for that seven seconds i mean is there a time you know towards the end of the game things are grinding and your mind just kind of like can I do this anymore? I mean, what, what goes through your one, brain? Yeah, so it was one play I distinctly remember that. It was against Youngstown. We were there. Uh, and they made a 22-play drive, 12 minutes off the clock. One, you know, just down the field. You know, they use every single down. You know, one, first down, second down, third down. First down, second down, third down. First down, second down, third down. Fourth down. First down, second down. Like, it was just... They all, just kept walking They down just walked down the field. And it was just... And they were just they were just getting enough. Just enough. There was like when they were passing you know, the pass the point of punting, you know, you know, where when they couldn't, you know, kick it. So they were going on the fourth down and it was just yeah, they didn't make it by a foot. So it was just oh they were just barely winning and it just that was I remember the hardest drive I've ever went through just because that was so long. I guess we practiced, but you get to the point where you we never practiced to that you can never practice to that extent. There's just a point where you just get tired. Yeah. So that was just a long drive for that. And Guys. you're like, I'm only 12 minutes in. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, like so. Yeah, like this. All I think this is like in the third quarter too. So this is like way in the game too. Okay. And the and the guys across from us are they're like one of the biggest guys in the conference. Like I think they averaged like 320, 330. So they were one of the biggest guys in the conference too when it came to O linemen too. So they were just you know getting the three, four yards per down and just barely making it, getting it across the line and everything. So. That was just one where, yeah, mentality-wise, I was like, do I have the energy? Do I have – I had to really buckle down to try to get my skill down instead of just going ahead, you know, using my hands, drive my feet, look for the ball instead of just, you know, going straight. So now how do you get through that? I mean, just rely on your training or your team or, I mean, what, do you, what goes through your brain? For that, it's, it's a mix of everything because it's – 
definitely you have to be on your it's got to be your own mindset where you think that in practice you know you, when you have the drills you know where you where the coach does that you know he makes you run and then you do a play or a play 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 and you got to mentally think you know it's like buckle down you got it's part of your job to think that it's also your job too when you think that to tell your teammates that and that's what happened that happened to me that happens many times you know you're tired and you know guy down the line you know says we got this you know d-line let's go and it's just yeah it's a little kick in your step you know just a little chip in your shoulder you know when you do that so your goal is when you realize you're starting to lose focus you know because you know they're just marching down the field you know they made a big play your goal is to refocus and then your goal is to help everyone else refocus yeah so now you know with the with the mental side of that being such a big peace i've had mixed conversations about this you know i know that you know before i would compete on things i would pray you know and i remember i was talking to this guy one time and he was like you're gonna pray before you go and you punch somebody in the face and you know i never thought about it like that because usually you know i would want to you know perform as best that I can to be safe for everybody to be safe you know what I mean like mm -hmm. it's not you know I'm not Jesus if you love me you're gonna let me win oh you know yeah what I mean? no, no I, I, and it, for me it was never like that but I think that you know when you look at you know like who for football Tim Tebow right yeah you know he he caught a lot of slack for praying you know what I mean but yeah. I think that sometimes it's misunderstood do you do you find yourself in prayer about sports yeah well I pray before every game uh, I pray well my kind of my prayer I, I do is I thank God for my family and friends just because I wouldn't be the person I am today be where I am with them because just with all the support I get you know going through all the high school games through all the camps you know helping me do the extra things, you know, to get better. So I, I thank God for that. Next, I would thank for my um, <clears throat> teammates and coaches, uh, past coaches, past teammates as well, just because they got me to where I am today by practice with me, by competing against them, by giving me advice and everything like that. And I thank God for my ability he would he gave me just because it just it does, it's his, and he gave it to me. I was very fortunate to get that, to be able to, play you know just even in high school and then I was just even more fortunate enough to play at another level and then I pray after that for uh, just for him dying for me because this wouldn't matter if I wouldn't be able to play if he didn't die because I'd be focused on what I'm gonna do after I die but now I know I'm saved I don't have to worry about that and I can live in now and then and just kind try to glorify him live in that moment and yeah I live in that moment so I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about the afterlife. I just have to worry about just the game that's ahead. And you know, I get. I don't. God doesn't choose sides. God, yeah. He always has reasons for winning and losing and stuff. But yeah, I always pray too, as well. Just you know, for safe game, a clean game too. Just because there's this. I never want anyone to go down because of a cheap shot. You know, I don't want to go down because of a cheap shot. I want to go down because you know, guy got a good hit on me. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I mean, you kind of talk about. You know, that, that takes my mind somewhere else. I, I met a guy um, at the gym, and he was talking about how he never wanted his kid to play football because it's so dangerous. You know, what are your feelings? I mean, do you – I mean, I know that they've made a lot of rule changes and, like, equipment changes and things like that, and I know that it's a – you know, it's a contact sport. It's not yeah. the safest thing in the world. Where's your mind at when you, you come to that stuff? I mean, obviously, you've, you've been allotted a lot of resources and a lot of 
things because of your ability to do it. Where where do you sit on well, that? Well, I think a big thing is just maybe when you start football, like nowadays they have it like with like third and fourth graders, I think that's too young. Because I think you have to be, you have to be, you know, like, you know, kids are always, you know, they're uncoordinated until you get to a certain age, you know. I think you have to be coordinated enough to save yourself. When did you start? I started in fifth and sixth grade. And okay. I think that's a good point because that's pretty much where you get, you probably, you figured yourself out kind of thing where you can, you know how to move. And that's why a big thing is it's like when, they, when they're younger, it's like they don't know how to, they don't know how to fall properly kind of thing. They don't know like, you know, a chop block. They didn't do that in fifth and sixth grade, but you know, someone comes low at your knees, you're athletic enough to jump or to or swing your legs out the way, so you fall, but at least you you save your knees. Yeah. So that's a big thing. Or you know, again, you know how to tackle. You know, you, you can tell someone young, don't lead you to the head. Okay, lead to this head, just because again, they don't, they think they're not leading with their head, but they don't know it because they don't know how to control their body, kind of thing. Yeah. And that's just been big help too. Is like coaches are always making sure you know not to lead with your head. And everything, and then they're good. Referees are always doing a good job too with that. I think when it is doing that, they're making sure they warn them not to do it. If they do, they do take them out because it's sucks for the kid to get taken out, but he's the refs are saving lives by doing that too, by saving that kid's life because he might lead with his head and he might get hurt, or he'll lead with his head and somebody else, somebody else will get hurt. So they're it's just almost like a drunk driver. You're doing, you're diff, you're saving both lives. You're saving the driver, and you're also saving the person that might damage. So, so, so you, the the focus on safety has been for the better. Oh yeah, I think it has been. So it just kind of and the big thing, you know, with the concussion thing, that's what's been the hardest part too. Just because like, what's like, I've heard stuff with rugby and stuff like how like rugby is actually a little bit more safe than football because since you don't have pads, you don't lead with your head. Yeah. Because it's like, that's going to hurt. So you instinctively don't do it. But with football, you have a helmet on. Well, so you, you instinct, you're like, I can do it because it's not going to hurt. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I played rugby in high school. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the things that I had a couple concussions <laughs> while I played rugby. Yeah. And, you know, I remember one of them. You know, rugby has a weird rule where if you, if you can't, you know, you can get pulled out of the game, but you can't be replaced. Uh. So you play a man down. And I remember there was, they call him, you know, a touchdown is a try. Yeah. And so I was way back in the backfield and this guy was coming and he was just trucking along and it was me and him and the guy was big. And I just remember looking at him and being like, well, I guess this is my job now. Yeah. And I ran at this guy and I went to go hit him and he led with his knee and I took Ooh. a knee right to the forehead. Ooh. And uh, I woke up and all I could see was little pixels, oh. you know, and... I was like, wow, this is uh, this is what a good concussion feels like. <laughs> but, you know, back then, you know, the late 90s, that wasn't – they didn't have concussion protocols. They didn't yeah. have these things. And so coach was like, you all right? Gives you the thumbs up, and you just give him one back, yeah. and you keep playing. Yeah. You know, and so it's, you know, it's neat to see that they are taking more advantage of some of the safety things yeah. and, and doing and just those. And technology is always – getting better and better with helmets and stuff like that yeah and it's just yeah but i just think the biggest thing would be yeah just like when it comes to a young age that would be one big thing just because i like how i just think it'd be so sad for a kid to play third grade first game kai comes in you know low he's not coordinated enough to move tears his acl has to deal with the rest of his life yeah with his life can't play so it's just like but like i played like i played flag football for third and fourth grade and i think that's a good way because you same thing, you know, because you're not necessarily tackling, but you know you have to get in front of them and you have to grab the flag, and that helps you too when you're not 
leaning with your head because you have to come in with you have to reach in with your hands and everything. So, and you still learn the concept of the game. You still learn the plays. You just you literally just do everything except the tackling part. Yeah, you know, and and it's funny now. I have two young kids, and uh, we've got them in soccer, and you know they've done some other community ed stuff. You know, they mm-hmm. did uh, like a tumbling class and different things like that. And you know, you talk about the coordination and. I just shake my head sometimes, and it's so funny to see them because, like, especially when you put them out on a soccer field, they tell them, you know, line up in these places. None of those kids do. They just run for the ball, and then they <laughs> they, they all swarm to it. There's yeah, no scheme to it. I look over, and one of my boys will be sitting there looking at bugs on the dirt, and I'm like, "You're supposed to be getting the ball. <laughs> the ball's man. over there." You know, so I I know what you mean by sometimes they're just not prepared or ready. You know, because yeah, like especially in that scenario, you say kids playing, and then you know, his he sees his mom waves. And then gets clipped. Gets clipped. So yeah. I just one thing yeah, that's with the mindset so they can yeah, they know how to stay safe. And that's I say my biggest thing when it comes to safety. Because after that, yeah, everybody you know. I mean, because you've had smart. you've had I mean, I think anybody who plays athletics has had injuries. Oh, I've had and, my and, fair share. I mean, your senior year you were your whole arm was yep, uh, messed up. Dislocated right? my elbow, senior year, junior year, fractured my sternum, and then um, my sophomore year I fractured my hip. See, so. so you're all busted up. Yeah. So how how's your college experience been though? You you staying healthy? Yeah, this was uh it was awesome. I broke the streak of going through a season without a major injury. So that was I was very, very blessed at that. There's many times in the games where, you know, someone's coming like, Oh, I don't think I'm gonna make it and I'd whew, I'd there'd be a few after that after that play, you know, and he barely missed me or something like that. You go low and I'd move my legs out legs out of the way. But you think some of that's coming with experience? I mean, I think that probably is coming with experience. Learning, learning how to move, and yeah, prevent some of those things. Yeah. And like one thing we did actually learn up at you and I when I was up there for this past summer was part of our conditioning would be we'd run, but then we'd learn how to fall. Like when you like fall back, you know, onto your back. What you're supposed to do is bring your chin to your chest to your chest, and then you slap the ground with your hands to prevent your head from whiplashing, because that's a big thing. Apparently, it's like from hits, it's actually not made an initial hit, but it's the whiplash when they get tackled and the head hits the, hit, hits the turf. Huh. So that's a big, that's what people forget about. It's not necessarily a hit. It may be, it's actually the fall that actually does the damage. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, you know, and that's, and that's part of it, just having that background and the knowledge to know how to, how to get away from some of that stuff, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, and getting into contact sport, it's, Things are going to happen, you know. Some of the most experienced guys, well, that happens, you know, just because somebody gets a, you play so many downs, you play so many plays, someone's going to get a good shot on you. Yeah, eventually, eventually you, yeah. you can't be lucky every time. Yeah, <laughs> your luck runs out eventually. Um, oh, what else? I was going to, what else was I going to ask you about? Um, what, uh, what do you think, I mean, if, if you could impart some wisdom on some kids growing up, coming up into athletics, have dreams of, you know, moving on to college athletics, doing things like that, you know, what what would you tell them? Is there something that, you know, if you had to take a little guy under your wing, what do you what do you what are you telling them? Well, I say if you want to be the best, it does require sacrifice. Like every well, in the off season, every day I was in the weight room. Every day I was pushing weights, doing that. And it's good too. Some guys, you know, if they're not pushing weights, sometimes they're doing multi sports. That's also very good because you're keeping that competitive edge, you know, be doing competition, you know, doing something like that. But then 
doing extra in that sport, you know. So, you know, like in the winter, let's say you're, you're focusing on football. In the winter, you do basketball. Well, then after practice, make sure you do some footwork stuff, you know, because like, you can do stuff that can go to any sport. You always got to put the extra stuff. Jazz in. dancing. Yes, I could do it too. <laughs> or ballet. <laughs> there you go. But you just got to put the extra work in, and that's why I do, you know, after before and after practice, it may be, a, be a t uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes before, 15, 20 minutes after. But it's just here and there, you got to do that dedication. Another thing too is if you can, you find somebody else who has been through college athletics because there's just different nits, just small things you can know about when it comes to recruiting and stuff, you know. Uh, I was I was kind of late when it came to the recruiting game and stuff like that because like the summer before my junior year, I went to an Iowa State football camp. And I went, you know, to I went to learn, you know, to be a better player. I went through it and stuff. I'm like, I, I know all this stuff. This is kind of dumb. We find out that camp isn't necessarily to get better. It's to get scouted. To get scouted. So I was in the, and that's another big advice I'll give you. Prime time to get scouted is the summer before your junior year. So I was kind of late to the game. So I went to, I think it was about five camps in like two weeks. So summer before my senior year, I went to like Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas State, uh, Mizzou, and you and I, all within about two weeks because I, I needed to get my name out there because, again, I wasn't at camps and stuff like that and stuff. I had to get sent film out. So if you could find somebody who's been through the recruiting process, talk to them, have the, seek their wisdom because they'll know stuff, you know, how to negotiate when it comes to, you know, scholarships and stuff like that, or, you know, what coaches' personalities to look for, what you like, what you don't like and stuff. So it's just, yeah, if you want to play the next level, definitely take sacrifice. Try to find someone who has gone through it and then make sure you just love the game. That's just one big thing. I, do, I love the game. And that's just, that's what happens to some people. Sometimes in high school, you know, after high school, I know plenty, plenty of guys who are like, I'm done. And they, and they were totally satisfied. They had a good, like, I, yeah, buddy, he played, could have gone probably to the next level. Maybe not like FBS, but played in uh, Division Two. But he was like, yeah, I'm satisfied. I had a good, I had a good run. I did well. And there's something like that. So, because in college, you have to have the love for the game. Yeah, because a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, a lot of long weeks and stuff, a lot of long trips. So you gotta have the love for the game because that will—that's what's gonna keep you going. It might not necessarily be the scholarship or the wins or losses, but it's gonna be the love for the game. Just getting out there and doing it. Yep. So. Well, perfect, man. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time, uh, sit down and talk with me for a few minutes and and uh like i said man you're a great guy i'm so glad i know you and and with that i think we'll get out of here yeah maybe so. a couple of years we'll see where i'm at again maybe see what the nfl thing is whenever you're <laughs> ready man we'll, right. we'll be back again so sounds good thanks again h Hope you guys enjoyed listening to H. His story is kind of a unique one, I think, sometimes for kids that age. Remember, we always want you to stay up to date on what we have going on on our Facebook page. Uh, that's the Guy Watch podcast. We have some great interviews coming up. Stay up to date. Figure out when we're going to release some stuff, things like that. You can also reach us online at our webpage, guywatchlive.com. Remember to share it with your friends if you think it's something that they'll enjoy. We always love getting new listeners. It uh, helps us grow. Have a great week and be blessed.